You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for a third watch recap episode, exclusive recap episode. As we are now into the finale episode of season four, well, that was last week, the final episode of season four, I should say, as we recap the entire season that was the fourth season of Third Watch, funnily enough. Plenty to talk about from the big moments, the big episodes, the best characters, and of course putting together our top five moments of the season, which I think is a pretty much set list already. It's just a matter of putting them in a certain order. My name is Ben, and I haven't gotten laid since the 90s. <laughs> My name is Darville, and move. <laughs> That famous cruise line from when she um, first started uh, on this show. Um, what is, uh, it's hard to believe. I always say this every single time we get to the end of another season. Um, it's hard to believe we're here at the end of another season. But uh, particularly the fourth, because realistically now moving forward on this show, uh, it's we'll talk about this more looking at the season five, and we've kind of said this at the end of every season. But realistically now, I think we've got such a more of a different show. We're really at that sort of concludery phase of this show, even though it's a two-season sort of to go. But um, that transitional season that I've mentioned before, season four, uh, I definitely feel that you feel that this season because it's a season with some very big highs and some very big lows. Very low lows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean... Do you, coming into this, did you have, have your opinion of this full season change, I guess, overall, having, being able to do this week to week the way we've been doing this? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, I think if it hadn't, I mean, yeah, some of the, some of the, some of the ways that they illustrated the changes in the show were phenomenal. But I think if they had large, if they had largely stuck to, what made them even a modest success, we probably, who knows, we may have, it, it may not have taken such a dive so quickly after this season. Yeah, and I think it's, like, it's always important to say that we had, um, you know, since such great moments of this season where you can clearly see that DNA of the show still exists, but we really know from this point on that it's such a focus to a cop show moving forward into season five and six. We've seen a lot of elements of that in this season and I think kind of the cruise storylines and everything really is showcasing the copness to it. But you've still got enough right. of the um, the paramedics and, well, maybe not the firefighters because we didn't have a firefighter episode all season, basically. Um, but you know, there's enough of the paramedics and things going on there that I think you still got what you've got. And, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's such a interesting season, season four, and it's kind of, you know, we came out of season three, I think, both saying, like, wow, I forget how good season three is, and there's only really one point of season three where you're like, ugh, this is a bad episode, and even kind of the meh episodes of season three, you're like, okay, they they hold firmer after seeing the meh episodes of season four. <laughs> yes, and, and I mean, and Brandy said that, Brandy said that too, you know, back at, when we were doing the season three recap. That that she really enjoyed that season. Also, shout out to you, Brandy. Yeah, hi, Brandy. Sorry that we uh, haven't been able to get you on this season. We're looking at getting you on a few more in season five, but uh, obviously schedules and life's changing and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting one, and I'm going to find some interesting things, I guess, going over this because I feel like we've covered pretty much all we need to this season. That's generally what we do in each of the recaps, but. You know, in going through a lot of the criticisms and everything that we have, you know, it's 
yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we come up with ways to talk about it. I guess we generally start off with uh, sort of the main storylines and the focal points of this season. Um, you know, crews being introduced and I think kind of anti-crime storylines around Bosco there, sort of a, a very key point of this season, then ultimately leading up to the conflict between Yokus and Bosco, them separating, and of course, um, you know, Cruz and Bosco, I guess, also having this little triangle that ends as to our finale. That's a very key point. Obviously, Sully and Tatiana and the drinking, um, sort of the mm. downfall of Sully and his uh, recovery, um, I guess, kind of, you know, a key element there as well. Um, outside of sort of them in terms of the cops, uh, with Davis, we had him riding around, riding around early, of course. Um, why have I gone blank on his name? Help me out here. Hancock. 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 Yep. I just, it came to me just then as soon as I asked you. Um, so kind of there, I mean, that was, was that really, I mean, Davis was involved with Sully and kind of his recovery. But I mean, it was it was sort of a quietish season for Davis. We'll get to that obviously when we talk more about the, was, the yes. characters. Yokus very much heavy on Yokus because um, I believe did her daughter change this season? I don't know. Was I was I paying attention? Um, I didn't notice anything different mm. about Emily. No, <laughs> uh, I did. Ugh. I did. I mean, she has clearly aged a few years and turned into a bitch. Yeah, the Yokus storyline essentially evolved around little precious Emily and her, um, you know, sudden transformation through puberty and to drug taking and going to bank robberies and having sex and ooh yay aren't we thrilled that we're there and talking about that um other storylines of course to look at we had carlos uh being accused of sexual assault his suspension his firing and then him um getting back into it and really i think with that too carlos's uh realization that paramedic is kind of what he wants to do i guess um, more so than, uh, become a doctor. So kind of really transitioning him into his calling, essentially. Uh, Doc's yeah. storylines really revolved around, uh, joy, um, as in the character, not him being happy. Um, <laughs> just, just to clarify that. Yeah. Um, yep. what else do we have with Doc this season? I'm trying to think of storylines around Doc. That was really the only big one, I think. Yeah. I mean, and we saw flashes of his downward spiral. Yeah, as well. Quite a season around his Particularly. Oh, go ahead. Okay, uh, particularly in the season finale. Yeah. Um, and then you know, outside of those storylines, I mean, what else am I missing? I mean, Kim had storylines with Noble at the end. That's about it. Taylor died. Yes. Yep, that was her storyline. She got hit by a car. Jimmy went for a bike ride, had sex, and was on a poster for um, erectile dysfunction um, or whatever it was. Um, that was that was a funny little storyline there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a weird one with the storylines that like they're the ma- our main ones. So, I mean, have I missed any? What what else? Uh, what else there? Have I missed any? So, what, what are you? I guess oh, Cruz, I should no, mention. I... Jump in here, sorry. Cruz, I think, and her sister, I guess, was a bit of a background there. And oh yes, a few flashback episodes. Yeah, a little background on Cruz, yes. Yeah, a few flashbacks, Bosco and Yoko's meeting. Uh, I mean, okay, I haven't really missed it. What were your kind of standout ones, I guess, out of those storylines? Um, the biggest one for me, well, next to Faith and Bosco splitting up and his involvement with Cruz and, you know, being sucked in, you could say sucked in by her, but I mean, only to realize, oh my God. All I'd have is, oh my God moment. 
biggest one for me, the one I'll always remember from season four is Tatiana dying and Sully's subsequent downward spiral into alcoholism. Yeah. Yep. I think this is the, the Sully season for that. I think kind of you would toss up between that or the cruise Bosco Yoka stuff being the, the key element. Cause I think that's generally, we always try to come out of a season and rem- remembering, you know, what the main arc was and season four. Yeah. To me, it's more about the Sully, the alcoholism of Sully and the death of Tatiana. I think that kind of probably wins the day over, you know, cause I mean, yeah. I guess the last two seasons are going to be so cruise heavy anyway that, um, you know, don't give her three seasons in a row. Like give, give Sully a season. Um, because realistically outside of this, Sully doesn't have a season. So, um, you know, he's just right. Mr. Standard. So yeah, I, I, I think that's to me the, the, the key one there. Um, and I've mentioned that I enjoyed sort of Kim's late, uh, fun storyline that she had. Um, and yes, and as weird as it is, like, I think the Carlos storyline was interesting because we both agreed that it kind of was a, we all felt it was going to end up at that point for Carlos. And it's also interesting looking at this now with a, you know, a gaze of today's society, considering that the gaze of 20 and, you know, looking on it a certain direction with that gaze back, you know, in 2003 would have been completely different. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see as a society how we've changed and everything. So I, I found it an interesting storyline when it came to, um, to that really. Um, Obviously, yeah. our, our main cast uh, this season and kind of going through some of these people. And uh, the only real addition this year, of course, was Tia Tahada. She was uh, billed as a main cast member uh, about halfway through this season. Uh, we, of course, had uh, Amy Carlson essentially leaving. Uh, I mean, she hasn't technically... We've only had one episode where she died, so her next episode would technically be the first without her as a main cast member. But all our regulars are there. Michael Beach, Kobe Bell, uh, Eddie Cibrian, Amy Carlson, as I just mentioned, Molly Price, Kim Raver, Anthony Reeva. Skip Suddeth, Jason Wiles, and of course, uh, the additions of Tia Tahada. We had Chris Bauer there as well whenever he appeared as Fred. Uh, Bonnie Dennison hadn't been credited. She's, I think, first credited in the first episode of season five, so she's not officially a cast member yet, but we'll talk about her in the guest moments, I guess, of the main mm-hmm. sort of side people. But, um, yeah. I mean, always, as always, it's a, it's a, an ensemble cast, so, you know, but I mean, I, I think we kind of answered this just a few moments ago, didn't we, Darvell, that Sully was kind of the, the, the winner of this season, wasn't he? Yes. The winner is John Sullivan! <laughs> Skip Suttis, who, again, robbed of not even getting an Emmy nomination for Last Call. Skip we went Sutter, over that. Yes. But just a great, just good to see him kind of doing many different ways of acting this season from, you know, being happy to kind of being, I guess, uh, you know, investigative on Tatiana, then tragic and then really, really tragic. And then kind of, you know, coming out of it at the end. And also the exploration between him and Davis's relationship as well, really developed this season as it, you know, seems to do every season. Um, so yeah, I think that's, Outside of that, I mean, other sort of notable ones for me that I, I appreciated, I, again, touching on what I said before about Carlos' storyline, I appreciated Anthony Ivovar and sort of his development kind of through Carlos and what happened to him. Um, for, you know, as much as I couldn't stand the Emily storyline, you know, Molly Price, as always, on point. And, you know, no matter how bad the storylines were, she still owned everything through them. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that that was all for her to play with. Um, and, you know, she, she played, I guess, the, the desperate, I don't say desperate mother, that's not the right word, um, 
you know, tested mother role very well as she kind of came to grips with this annoying little shit of a teenager. Um, and yeah, Tia Tahata, great to welcome her to the cast. Again, we've gone over a lot about how people hate Cruz, but yeah, I, uh, I keep defending her. I appreciate her and I like seeing it from the beginning and kind of how she begins and right through to the desperation of the end. So, I mean, outside of Skip, Sardis and Sully, do you have any other personal standouts for you? Um, let's see, there was the Sally, there was the Cruz, there was the, um, yeah, the, the, the story, the storyline with Carlos, I liked, I liked that too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the, <laughs> I'll actually, I'll actually, regarding that storyline, I'll never, I'll never forget when. I forget which episode it was that we were recording, but I went off on this. I went off on this, not really a rant, but at, but at some point you had. To, I remember you. Had, I remember you had to stop me when I was going on when I was going on about, you know, how how this would play out today and and false accusations and all that. You were like, oh, you were like, okay, Darvell, let's stop there. I see what you're saying. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Yeah, but but yeah, go on. No, sorry. no, you go ahead. I interrupted you. Yeah, that that is that's another one of my favorites. And like I said, this is really where I would say this is really where, in a lot of ways, he grows up. And I said that several times when we were talking about that storyline as it played out mm-hmm. in our recaps. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think kind of we'll get a lot more of that next season too. So, I mean, for the limited paramedic storylines and everything that they had, you know, it's good that they were able to sort of fit that in there, essentially. Because, I mean, outside of that, you know, we already established before, Doc really didn't have much to do except a young younger girl and kind of towards the end. Um, Kim, Boy, did he do it. <laughs> Kim was completely invisible until, like, the last four episodes. Taylor, completely invisible unless she was getting hit by a car or blown in half. So, um, you know, and Jimmy, God damn it. Like, you know, Jimmy had one episode riding a bike, fixing people and being on a poster. So this really, you know, as much as we're saying moving forward, they're really switching focus to a cop show. I mean, this is the season, I think, where really it was proven that it's purely essentially almost a cop show right now because you just struggle to even give anything to these characters who are meant to be part of this uh, third watch storyline. Gosh. I wish they hadn't done that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even I really do. Fred gets more of more things. I mean, obviously, the be- very beginning of this season, we kind of gelled over that slightly, and kind of, I guess, that will lead us into our uh, guest people. Actually, not really, because Chris Bauer's not a guest person; he's a main cast member, isn't he? I mean, obviously, Fred had the heart attack at the end of uh, season three, and kind of discovered Jesus uh, through those weird storylines of touching Jesus' <laughs> yes. hand and all that sort of stuff earlier on in this season. So. Fred became a man of faith this season, um, not just because he's married to faith, but, uh, you know, um, so yeah, Fred. And then they just forgot, and then they just forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, what, casually bring it up when he's got to pray for Emily, essentially, um, and do they have him praying in the early parts of next season? I don't think so. He's like punching Bosco and stuff, isn't he? So. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think he, uh, no, he, he's, he's punching, not praying. Yeah, exactly. So. So. Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, you yeah, know, nothing against Chris Bauer. Chris Bauer's a great actor. He's working with what he's got. 
Um, but yeah, and, and our side people, I guess, this season without kind of going through, I mean, we always have a lot of side people in terms of, you know, obviously our DKs, our Walshers, our Emily's, uh, sadly this season, you know, uh, Bosco's mum's in at least one episode, isn't she? Um, you know, Swirsky becomes a bit more prominent. We have Hancock, yeah. as we mentioned, uh, Joy, uh, Tatiana's final few episodes, Chevchenko's still around, of course, in this season. Uh, Dr. Fields becomes a bit more prominent this season. Uh, we yep. had Mrs. Taylor in the last episode. We have Tom Berenger, a great guest star going in there, of course. Um, who else am I missing here? We had Dade appear in, um, of course, a, few, a handful of it. Oh, 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 we had the, oh God, what was that guy's name who played the, who played the main bank robber in, in, oh, in yeah. Ladies Day? Sort of like a one-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll come back to me. I'll, I'll, I'll find his name in just a second. He's great. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, we had, and I kind of guess we'll lump this into minor characters with guest stars because kind of, instead of watch is an interesting one when it comes to this sort of thing with the characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, you can't really fault a lot of these ones, can you? Because I think, um, no. Titus Welliver is, uh, Cameron was his name, the character, and ah, Titus yes. Welliver is the actor. Um, so, yeah, look, it's hard to pick a standard. I'm not, I'm definitely not picking Emily. Um, she's the worst. Um, Joy was an annoying character in the fact that she's a horrible person, but she was kind of fun. Um, and I like Joy's dad. Um, oh yeah, Clifton Powell. Yep. Yeah, he was good. Yep. Uh, Tom Berenger, amazing, of course, in his sort of character. I don't think we really gave him as much credit as maybe we should have. Um, Joe Lisi, Swirsky, great as well. We love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Dr. Fields. I think kind of Dr. Fields gets a bit more to do kind of moving forward. I guess one person we sort of should loosely mention quickly, Nia Long was in an episode and we're going to have a lot more of her mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I don't really have anyone to complain about this season except for Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here pretty much. Hancock was great when we had him. Um, yeah, and- I... I didn't really like him too much. He was a dick. Well, I think that's the point. You're not meant to like him, but I think the actor does that very yeah. well. Um, uh, the the woman, his uh, sort of girlfriend on the side, um, she was good. Nancy. Uh, Nancy, yep. Um, and obviously, you know, Tatiana, <laughs> Savannah Hask. Uh, we sadly, you know, said goodbye to her. Um, so... And Lieutenant Johnson, we should have kind of mentioned because we're going to be talking a little bit about him next week, yeah. of course. Um, you know, good to see him getting a bit more of a prominent role too. So sort of in that very monotone, sort of one-tone way he does. But he does, you just believe he's a boss and you believe he's a nice boss. Yeah, uh, yeah but also, you know, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't mind ha- I wouldn't mind having him as a boss. You know, someone who, you know, pre- pretty good guy, but yeah, he's also going to put his foot down and tell you what's what. Yeah, and um, Miguel, uh, just a side little one. Remember little Miguel? I liked him. Mark John oh, Jeffries. Yes, yes, yes. He was great. Um, yeah, so they're the ones that come out. Any, again, anyone listening to this, if we're missing anybody glaring, by all means, uh, shoot us a message and uh, tell us what's what because, you know, we can do that. Uh, episodes, I mean, again, look, when it comes to the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows, season four has it. We know that the worst episode is going to be Slow Blind because that clearly is going to be probably the worst episode in the entire <laughs> history of the show. But, I mean, this is the first season that had more than one bin, at least from me. Uh, I had three bins this season. Um, Collateral Damage Part 1, uh, Firestarter, and Snowblind. 
And I think that we had, I had a lot of low rents here too that could have been very close to bins. Collateral damage part two was a very low rent. The chosen few closing in was kind of down there a little bit as kind of a meh episode and inconfidence. Uh, even lights up sort of the premiere episode to protect crash and burn, very meh episodes. Um, but then the high highs, when you're looking at kind of, you know, at least the buys, I mean, I'm looking at my top 10 right now of episodes and there's three season four episodes in the top 10. You've got more than season one and season three in the top 10 here. Only season two has more, uh, at least in my ranking. So I had last call, uh, as the highest ranked episode of this season, the third best episode, of course, and what a great episode that is. Judgment Day yes. Part 2, Judgment Day Part 1. Uh, all in the top 10 there. And of course, the price and ability just on the outs there. But I, I think kind of just looking at my rankings here to see that I've got four episodes in the top 12. Then from 12th, you've got to go all the way down to 41st before there's another episode ranked uh, on my list. And that's Everybody Lies. So um, yeah, there's such a big discrepancy, I think, in the gaps. There, and you've got to go all the way down the bottom here to see a lot more hanging down the bottom. So yeah, what, are, what were your favorite episodes of this season and your least favorite episodes? <laughs> Hmm. Well, I think I had one less bin than you did, because I, I know I binned Firestarter and and Snowblind. You did. You didn't bin um, Collateral Damage Part 1. You rented that. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, standout episodes. Number one standout episode for me this season would be... Actually... It's a tie between Judgment Day Part Two and Last Call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, one of those would definitely be standouts for me. Um, hmm. Price and Nobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this one stands out just because it's so bad. Snowblind. <laughs> <laughs> it stands out because it's so bad. Um, crime and Punishment. Crime and Punishment, both parts of that. That's another. Ep- Those are two other episodes that I that I really remember from this season. Also, because um, it gave us more insight into. We really got to see more of Cruz in in those episodes. You know, just how far she's willing to go. She is the. Okay, maybe this is a bit too extreme, but, and I think I said this too. She is the female Jack Bauer of Third Watch. And that she's in what she's willing to do yeah. to get results. I think, yeah, I, um, I, I definitely think there's elements of that. Yeah, I think you, yeah, yeah, and and it also showed how easily Bosco is sucked into all this because he's a lot like that. He has that gung ho attitude. He has a gung ho attitude, mm-hmm. and it shows how easily he can be enthralled by this you know sucked into it manipulated by it yep maybe some would argue somewhat corrupted so that's why those two episodes stand out for me and i think yeah punishment parts one and two i mean i think they're a little bit underrated i think i always forget kind of in terms of the yeah i agree with everything you said um i mean we've gone over a lot that this season has three two-parters um and you know judgment day part one and part two maybe the best two-parters we'll ever get in third watch crime and punishment part one and two Good episodes, underrated, and then Collateral Damage Part 1 and Part 2, meh, 
Um, so, and, and I think <laughs> yeah. kind of alongside, like just mentioning the bins, obviously, I'm not talking about Snowblind again. I'm done with that. Uh, collateral damage part one, I kind of just went over that, but just Firestarter, we obviously went over that how badly written that was and that even our, you know, very esteemed actors couldn't make the dialogue in that episode work. And it made, you know, Molly Price and that seem like bad actors, which is not a good, not a good thing. So Scott Williams, again, we've ripped shit into you all season. And I don't care if you were half on last call, because again, we've established you probably wrote third watch on the script and you wanted a credit for it. So um, that's... I'm going to say, we're not just here being arseholes of Scott Williams. We have tried to get him on the show as well. Uh, we're, we're through connections. We're trying... At the time of recording this, at least, we haven't been able to do that. But who knows, in the time of releasing this and recording that, you know, we can get him on the show to be like, hey, Scott, what's up? Uh, <laughs> like, what did, you, yep. what did you do? Although, you know, with, with Firestarter, you know, we expressed... we Even though we binned it because, of course, it was god-awful... I mean, we did, and we, we do this with every episode that we've been, I think. We try to come up with ways that it could have worked. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, as we always say, binnable episodes of Third Watch are still better than Bible episodes of other shows. So one thing I appreciated from you, Darvell, this season is that coming into this season, you had yeah. bought everything, essentially, uh, except for like uh, two episodes you had rented in season two. You binned The Unforgiven in season three, but you were on such a streak when it came to buying things. Uh, I'm looking here at uh, this season and the fact that you have a lot more multiple colours on my little list that I do with my greens, my yellows and my reds. So uh, I appreciate the fact that you um, this season didn't just buy everything. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you got a I know you especially got a kick out of when when we got to Firestarter and like right away, I just I just I just immediately said, OK, who wrote this piece of shit? <laughs> We're looking here, and, and you were, yeah, go you ahead. Were like, whoa, you, and you, you, you were like, whoa, Darvell, continue. You bought twelve of the season's episodes, so ten of them you binned two, and uh, rented the other eight. So there you go, good job. Um, which I guess kind of leads us into ranking the season. Uh, before we get into our final five, and I think this one's a pretty cut and dry one. I mean, for me, at least, is after four seasons, this is fourth, and I think that. Uh, you know, it comes down to many factors, but I mean, I came into this season having only been two episodes of Third Watch, and this season I've been three in a season, so I can't put a season that I've been three episodes ahead of seasons one, two, or three. So after four seasons, to me, this is the fourth best season. I don't know if you're on the same page or. Okay, let's see. My my rankings were. Oh gosh, what were. You've got season three rankings? first, I season forgot. two second, and season one third. Yeah, and I can't put this above season one, and I'm also for sure not going to put it above season above season two. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's going in the fourth spot too. Which uh, look, I'll be intrigued when when Brandy kind of comes back on to get her take and sort of see where she would put this. I know she sort of hasn't been watching this along with us, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I feel as though I look I. The thing with moving forward with five and six is that six will no doubt ultimately be the last one for me. But season five, I'm intrigued to see if it can go ahead. I don't think it will go ahead of season four, just loosely thinking off the top of my head. But um, we'll see. So, I mean, currently our rankings um, for me in order from first to fourth, I've got season two, season three, season one, season four. And you've got season three, season two, season one, season four. So that is our rankings right now. Um, this is where we get into uh, ranking the top five moments of the season. 
and uh, putting them together in order. And ultimately, as always, I like to put a video together of these moments, but sadly, for copyright reasons, we can't sort of put them up on YouTube with that. So the full list of this will be on our website at theoznetwork.net. This is going to be the easiest oh, one. Some, I... some are still up there. Some are, but it just depends. Like, some are, some aren't. It's, it's weird. YouTube's very bipolar with it. This is going to be the Cleaning easiest one I feel. assholes. The easiest one I feel we're going to do. Um, it's just about coming in order. And like I've, I'll be honest with you, I've written them down in order, which I feel is generally, I, I mean, less, I would like to see if you think any different, but we'll soon see. So we definitely know right. that our 400% moments that are in this season, without a doubt, is from Judgment Day Part 2, is Sully killing Chevchenko and Tatiana's funeral. That is the number one moment of this season, Darvell. Don't challenge me on this. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, good. You agreed. What about his? What about his? What about his apart? What about him discovering well, his part? His that apartment on fire is also in the top five, but um, no, that is not the number one moment. All right, Sally killing Chevchenko and Tatiana's funeral to me ultimately will probably be the number one moment in the history of this show. So that is number one of this season, possibly. Uh, yeah. So the other moments, the four one out of the four that will definitely make this. So yes, yeah, Sally coming home to discover his house on fire and Tatiana dead from Judgment Day Part One. Uh, then two moments, of course, from The Price of Nobility. We have the shootout, cliffhanger at the end, as well as Taylor's death. And the other one that I felt was the one that took precedence over all the other moments we mentioned was Bosco and Yokus breaking up from Everybody Lies. It's, it's between that or Last Call with Sully, you know, having that moment with Davis where ultimately, you know, even the fact that he admits he had, him, had his dad killed or whatever it was... Um, I feel as though Bosco and Yokus should get this spot just because we've already got two Sully moments in this top five um, and we don't have any Bosco and Yokus. I mean, I guess the shootout technically is a Bosco and Yokus moment, but I just, that's just the scene when they break up. I just feel it's so effectively powerful that I think that should sneak in over the Sully moment. What do you think? You know, that's a hard one because, I mean, I really, I really like the, I really like the Sully, I really like the Sully moment too because, um, it's just all that. I just love how, I mean, of course we've established this. I love how Skip Suddeth and indeed everybody in that scene, because it's not just, it's not just him and him and Kobe Bell in it. It's Bosco and, and Doc, you know, it's Jason Wiles and Michael Beach as well. And just the way it's executed, the way he, the way he delivers it, especially the, don't you understand every good thing in my life dies line, you know, where he just, he finally just, you know, all the, all the feeling, all the hurt that he's carried around with him, not just from Tatiana dying, but from everything that's happened pretty much, pretty much to him since he's been a cop. Mm. Um, and, and it, the way, the way it just comes out, I mean, you just know he's been holding it in, but you know, it's just finally, he lets, he lets it like, God, don't you get it? You know, it's, like that. I mean, look, it's it's such a tricky one because I don't disagree with anything you say. And even though there is just that one moment that just annoys me so much when he says he got Davis's dad killed, like, uh, in our Lost, was it season one recap, we bend the rules a little bit and actually had an equal fifth moment. Um, so we actually had six moments in there because Noah and I could not break the deadlock over two moments to go in that. So I almost feel like if we're at a stalemate here that we maybe just do that again um, because 
Yeah, like I want. Well, I'm some... gonna tell you right now. I think we probably are. <laughs> yeah, stop, but, but I, I, I feel like last call needs to have a moment in there. Um, so yeah, look, let's let's for the second time in the history of the Oz Network, we'll do a, a top six with an equal fifth moment, I guess. Um, but like, look, I think I'll just say the order here because I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm just gonna put here Sully's breakdown at the end, uh, and Davis. Oh, no, hang on. Sully's, uh, I guess, final breakdown over his drinking. Oh, just, what, episode 18, last call. So, okay, so this is my order, and I feel that this is a pretty good order. I mean, you might disagree with me. So, from fifth down to first, so equal fifth, we have Sully's final breakdown over his drinking in episode 18, last call. Bosco and Yokus' breakup in episode 19, Everybody Lies. In fourth, I have the shootout cliffhanger, episode 22, The Price of Nobility. In third, I have Sully mm-hmm. comes home to discover his house on fire and Tatiana dead, episode 5, Judgment Day, part 1. Number two, I have Taylor's death, episode 22, The Price of Nobility. And the number one moment, I have Sully kills Shevchenko and Tatiana's funeral, episode 6, Judgment Day, part 1. Uh, part two. Uh, are you happy with that order? Do you think any of that needs to change? I thought you had, I thought you had, uh, Sully discovering his apartment was on fire. I thought you had that in the number two spot. Well, look, Why I the was, switch? No, I, I never had that in the number two spot. I was thinking about having that in the number oh. two spot, but I just, I think you've got to have a death of a major character and we talked about how effective it was. And look, let's be honest, Taylor's death would be number one in any other season for the most part. Um, yeah. But I just think the only thing that tops it is the funeral. I think Taylor's death slightly tops Sully coming home because I think the more emotional impact is the funeral and the killing of Chevchenko. That, to me, is where that is the, the key moment there. So, yeah, I mean, the only... Yeah, I, I think the, this order kind of sells itself in some way. There's not, you know... This isn't one which is overly difficult. So, yeah. Right. If you're happy with that, I think we lock it in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Done. There we go. Second time in Oz Network history, we've got a top six because we couldn't come down to uh, an agreement. This is why we needed Brandy on this episode. She would have been the final vote <laughs> to, to take it over the line. Um, so that is season four of Third Watch. Uh, any last thoughts before we just have a quick look ahead to season five? No. No? All right. Well, season five is upon us. Um, and yeah, like... I don't know where, like, it's got some good moments, season five. Like, season five is not season six, whereas I feel season six is 90% bad, um, and 10% good. Season five, it's just a tricky one to kind of analyze, because, like, these are the two, season five and six are the two that I definitely don't know as much off the top of my head as I do with the other ones. I've said that before, I think, about season three and season four. Um, and like, at least for season six, I feel that like I've come to not hate it as much and there are things that I appreciate it, but there are still definitely some bad stuff about season six, which is going to be hard to defend. Whereas season five yeah. is kind of just that middleness there where like, like it's got at least two great episodes, <laughs> um, like really, really good episodes. I think that may push the top 10 or may at least be up in the top 20, um, you know, so A Call for Help is just an underrated gem of an episode, the 100th episode of Third Watch, even though it technically was a 99th episode, but they call it the 100th episode. Um, so, like, it's it's just such a great episode, and I can't wait till we get to that, because it's beautifully shot, it's cleverly done, and I think if you know the behind-the-scenes of how they film the episode, it's so clever. And the fact that it's actually based on a real-life incident, too... Like, it's it's a unique episode which stands on its own. You can watch that episode without ever having watched Third Watch and really be into it. And I think that really 
gives itself a, you know, the roots of this show of how good it is. So yeah. that is a great episode. Um, and then also No More Forever, of course, the standout ones moving forward. But I mean, outside of yes. those, like, you know, it, by the end of the season, you kind of are getting, as I mentioned last week, really cartoony and cheesy and a little bit like you just, I'm rolling my eyes a lot by the end of the season. We have some, <laughs> we have some weirdness, like we just have random storylines about Sully basically becoming a babysitter. Um, you know, we get the rekindling of a past relationship, which I appreciate. Uh, season five though really is kind of the season where a lot of our main cast are leaving. So we get three. Yeah. Technically, one of them doesn't leave to the premiere of season six, but that person's basically gone in season five. So we, we essentially get the, the leaving of three main characters this season. We get the introdu- introduction, of course, of, um, of Nia Long and Bonnie Dennison to the main cast. Um, and do we get Grace in the final episode? I think we do, don't we? Um, the, the final few episodes. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's maybe episode 20 or 21. Yeah. Of and, season five. But Finney doesn't come into season six. So, um. Right. You're right. Finney doesn't come in until, uh, Last Will and Testament, which is episode three of season six. Oh, wow. I thought he was in the, f- oh, I didn't realize he came in that late, I guess. Um, but yeah, so a few main sort of ones taken through, but, it's just, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to describe season five. I'm, I'm, this maybe is the season I'm most looking forward to covering just because, you know, it's weird to say that because of how much I love season two, but I just, I am going to be learning, I think, along the way with season five of how my opinion will go with it because we could come out of this in a season's time going, wow, that was so much worse than I thought, but at the same time, it could be a lot better than we thought, kind of like a season three. So, yeah, what, what's your kind of viewpoint on season five? <laughs> Yeah, I think I haven't wa- I haven't watched season five for a while myself, but yeah, I don't think we're going to have as many standout episodes. I mean, that's not to say we won't have great moments from mm-hmm. certain episodes. Like, like I'm really looking. I said this off air. Like in the truth and other lies, I'm really looking forward to. Like, I absolutely love Lieutenant Johnson's wife's. Sp- speech or monologue or whatever you want to call it to the firefighters when she just lays when she just lays into them mm-hmm. it's just so well delivered there's and, yeah yeah sorry continue sorry yeah there's there's that and i mean i kind of like it when i don't know why i like it but i do kind of like it when crews finally catches Buford and Fury, which is episode eight of season five. I mean, it won't be a top five moment for me, but I do kind of, I do kind of like that part. I don't know why, but I do. Um, I like the storyline with where we get to see, well, I don't know if we necessarily see her, but we do hear about her again, Kylie. Mm-hmm. And what that leads to with Carlos. I yeah, do like that. There is some, uh, yeah, that's definitely a key element of the season is Carlos's kind of family history really comes into play and sort of it's, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some good stuff, memorable stuff. I, I also think there's a lot of really random stuff that kind of goes nowhere. Like again, Sully becoming essentially a babysitter. Um, you know, him and Davis all of a sudden deciding to take the law exams, which kind of doesn't go anywhere. Like it's just, there's just random things that happen, which, 
you just really feel they're stretching for things and it's kind of the focus towards the cops so much it's kind of like there are just so many things that they do where it's like well why are we focusing on this when we could be focusing on other things and yeah it's it's a random season so at least I, I feel off the top of my head as much as I'm going to bag out season 6 I do feel that season 6 in a way kind of has some more ongoing storylines in many ways which is a weird thing to admit they're yes. not necessarily good ones but I think kind of, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're, we're going to be very interested to see how things play out, uh, in season five. Um, definitely some interesting things and randomness. And there's also a story about uh, an onion, which, oh God, are we looking forward to that? <laughs> um, anyway. The spirit. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least the following week we have a call for help after that one. So, um, uh, meanwhile, thank you for tuning in. This has been season four. Remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe and all the channels. Um, do all the nice things that we say each week and we appreciate your support. We hope you're enjoying coming along here and uh, tuning into our third watch coverage and uh, getting to know the show that we love and hope that uh, you are beginning to love it uh, too. My name is Ben and you are a mule in another life. A mule! Oh gosh, what episode was that one from? I forgot. My name's Darvell and Let's see when we start season five. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.